1: The study of Romans chapter 6, many times we have to confess we are not living this type of life. And the reason that we don't live this kind of life is because we have allowed the flesh to have control over our life. We have allowed the old nature to have supremacy, to have control, to become stronger than what we know as the new nature, the new man. So, the Apostle Paul is definitely showing this to us here in these verses. So, he says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism, verse 4, into his death, that just like as the Messiah was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, we, even so, we also should walk, notice the word walk, it's applied now to a practical walk, we are to walk in newness of life. And verse 5 tells us, For if or since we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Do you remember what we learned in chapter 5, when we have studied chapter 5 of the book of Romans, that by one man's sin entered into this world, and this sin have been passed to all, for all have sinned. You see, we were born into this world, we identify with Adam. We were not in the Garden of Eden, I was not, you were not in the Garden of Eden six thousand years ago. And yet Adam's sin have passed to you and I. Adam disobedient, passed to you and I. We disobey. Adam's all what Adam have done, it passed to us. For some reason, we get up in the morning with our old nature and we desire to live a life that is sinful. Nobody trained us to live a sinful life. Even babies, our own children, when they were born, we never taught them to sin. We never took them to a course, three years course, or five years course. Listen, from year zero to year five, I'm going to teach you how to disobey. We never done that, right? They are professionally disobeying. They don't need to be taught. They have the evidence of their Adamic nature in them, like myself, like yourself. But something happened when we became a believer in Yeshua, the Messiah. We also now received or identified or planted together in the likeness of the Messiah also. Let me put it in another way or in a way that somebody put it before. He put it like this. If we cannot stop sinning because our identity with Adam... We also cannot stop living a godly life because our identity with the Messiah. You see that? Very clear. We have two headships. Adam, Yeshua. The first man, the second man. The first Adam, the last Adam. And we have identified with this man by the name of Yeshua as the federal head of all those that have accepted him. So we need to know that, beloved brothers and sisters, in our mind. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a lawyer. You just simply have to accept the truth that we learn here from Romans chapter 6. Every believer needs to know that he died to sin when he became a child of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 say it simply this way. Therefore, if any man be in the Messiah, in Christos, in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's what happened. Now, I know it is positionally, and we often fail in it practically, but never mind this. We need to learn this in our minds. We need to know it and accept it, what it says in the Word of God. So, we learn here that the first thing we are to know, verses 1 to 5, is that we died to sin. Secondly, in the next verses, verses 6 to 10, every believer needs to know that we should no more serve sin. We should no longer allow sin to be our master, our Lord. We should no longer do that, or we should no longer allow it. Look at the next verses, 6 to 10. And now notice he gives us the reason, first of all. Now again, he used the word knowing, you see. In verse 3, he says, know ye not. Now in verse 6, again, he used the word to know. And so in verse 6, he said, knowing this, I want you to know this fact in your mind. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, with the Messiah, with Yeshua, that the body of sin might be rendered inactive or destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. It's interesting that he used the word old man. You know, if you have an old man, that means that there is a new man. The old man has to do with our sin nature. The new man has to do with the divine, godly nature that we have. Now, I know there's one brother whom I listened to his message, and he says, I don't agree with the many Christians who teach that we have two natures. He says, actually, we really have only one nature, even though two natures are active, but we actually have only one nature. The believer looked by God as if he is a new creation. He has one nature. The old one is not considered. On one way, it's true. We do. God looks at us. He looks at us as he sees the Messiah. He looks at you and He sees the Messiah through you. He looks at me and He sees the Messiah through us. He sees us as we are in the Messiah. New creation. Everything has passed away. Remember we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17 All things have passed away. Finished. But we also need to recognize in reality that yeah, while it is true that all things are passed away and all become new, 2 Corinthians five seventeen, and yet experientially we know the truth that we do have two men, two natures. The old nature is Adamic nature. With this old man, this old nature, I have committed every sin under the sun and you as well. Lie, coveting, lustful, pride, all the sins that we can imagine. The new nature can never sin because this is a divine nature. That's a nature that God had given to us when he had placed within us the Holy Spirit of God when we have accepted Yeshua our Messiah. That nature cannot sin and will not sin. So every time you and I do something wrong in our life, we know who did it. It's the old nature, it's the Adamic nature. I remember the story that I told you that somebody said before about a boy that went to court, stood before the judge, and because he had done something wrong, the policeman caught him and brought him into the court, and he was standing before the judge, and the judge was saying to him, you know, he was telling him, did you have done that? And this person happened to be a believer he Yeshua the Messiah, and he had two natures. He says, judge, this wrong was not me, it was this man, it was the old man that did it. The new man didn't do it. The judge, he was wise. He says, well, we will not punish the new man. We'll punish only the old man, the one who did it. But since you have both natures, we'll take both of them and put them in jail. Because both natures are still within us. So we know very well. We always excuse ourselves when we say, that's the old man did it. That's the old nature did it. But here Paul is saying to us clearly, knowing that the old man died or crucified, speaks of death, crucified with the Messiah. Why it died? It was crucified with the Messiah in order that the body of sin might be rendered inactive. The King James says "destroyed," meaning that it will be rendered, considered inactive, and henceforth we should not serve sin. See what he is really saying—that the old man, this is the Adamic nature that we had, the old man. This old man is crucified with the Messiah. As far as God looks at this old man, he's dead. Good for nothing. Crucified. Why? Because the old nature moved about the members of our body, as it says here that the body of sin moved about our bodies to do all kind of things. All kind of things. We have done with our hands, with our eyes, with our ears, with our mouth, with our feet, with every member of our body. That's called the body of sin. That God wants that this body of sin will be rendered inactive. He, this body of sin, will no longer be active in wrongdoing. You remember in Genesis chapter 5, where we read that God was ready to punish this world with the flood. And you remember what God said about man with his old nature? He says, and I'm reading this in chapter 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart is evil continually. Only evil continually. When God was ready to punish the world with the judgment of the flood, He said, he saw, he knew the heart of man. He knew the condition of man. He says, listen, he saw the wickedness of man. He saw that the thoughts, the imagination of the thoughts of his heart is evil. Only evil. And the word here continually in Hebrew means all the day long. That means 24 hours a day. That means uh, 60 minutes in an hour. That means 60 seconds in a minute. That's what it means. And no wonder, brothers and sisters, Yeshua the Messiah had to come to die. Because if you and I have 60 seconds in a minute, and 60 minutes in an hour, and 24 hours in a day, our mind and our thoughts are dishonoring to the Lord, which lead our bodies to action of sins, all kind of sins. No wonder Yeshua had to come to die on a cross. No wonder He had to pay the penalty for our sins. So the old man, in contrast with the new man, the old man, as it says here in our verse 6, is the old man is crucified with the Messiah in order that the body of sin might be rendered inactive. That we'll no longer be actively living a life of sin, a life of dishonor to the Lord. You know, if you like me, and I'm sure you are, every day you're struggling with these things. Every day, from the morning to the evening, we are struggling with these decisions. What should I do now? Who should I let go first? The old man or the new man? If I have an issue with, let's say, my wife or my friends and I want to fight with them, what do I do? What is the decision that comes to my mind? Am I going to respond in anger? Or am I going to say, wait a minute, I am crucified with the Messiah? I'm going to respond in love. Am I going to desire to hurt somebody or hurt me? This the old man says. Or oh, I'm going to say no. Love a multitude of sins. Amazing, isn't it? Every day we are struggling, like Galatians five says. The flesh lusts us against the spirit, and the spirit lusts us against the flesh, and they are contrary to each other. We are struggling with it every day, every day of our life. By the way, we are struggling with it when we came in this morning to the meeting. When we got up this morning, we are struggling with this. But the Bible teaches us, knowing this, that our old man is dead. He was crucified with the Messiah. Why it was crucified with the Messiah? In order that this body of sin, of ours, might be rendered inoperative, inactive. That it will not have an activity, an ongoing activity of sin. That's why God had to deal with his son on the tree. And so he tells us now, he continue to explain to us because God does not want us to have a life of service to sin. He doesn't want us to be slaves to sin. He wants us to have liberty to live a life that is pleasing to him and honoring him. That's what he wants. And so in verse 7, he says, speaking about sin nature, the sin nature should have no longer power over the believer. Verse 7, it says, for he that is dead is freed from sin. He that is dead, this is us, the believer, we have been freed to live an ongoing sinful life, an ongoing, habitual, ongoing Now we have available for us the throne of grace when we sin. You remember we read in 1 John 1, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You remember what the right to the Hebrew believer says, let us draw near to the throne of grace. There we can get grace from him, but it should not be an ongoing lifestyle of living an ongoing habitual continual sin. Why? Because he that is dead is freed from sin. You never have to see a dead man or dead woman ever doing something wrong. Never. Well, that is what happened to us positionally. That is actually what happened to us positionally. We died with the Messiah. The old man is crucified with the Messiah. That this body of sin will be rendered inactive, no longer active. So in verses 8, 9, and 10 of this chapter, Romans chapter 6, uh, he shows us here that the believer enters into a new sphere of life. What happened to us? We really enter into a new sphere of life, different life. Completely. We used to be in the world and its ways, under the old nature, the old man, the Adamic nature, but we have entered into completely new life. Do you remember when you first became a believer, how you really saw a change? I know I've seen it in my life at least, because I know myself and I'm sure you can speak for yourself. The appetite is different. You don't have any longer hunger to go after the company and the friends and the things that are wrong. You might do them at times, you need to confess them, but it's not habitual, something that you want to live like that anymore. Things have changed. All of a sudden, Yeshua has become important in your life. You read a word, you hear about Him, you talk about Him, you sing about Him, you enjoy the things of the Lord. It becomes so clear, so important for you in your life. What happened? Well, something happened. The Spirit of God entered into our life, he taught us that we died with the Messiah, and we are to live now in newness of life for him, and that sin now should no longer be our master. We should not serve sin. We not serve it. So, in those verses, in verses 8, 9, and 10, the believer entered into a complete sphere of life different. Union with the Messiah delivered us from sin's power. In verse 8, we see here, Union with Christ, with the Mashiach, had placed us in completely, delivered us from sin's power. Verse 8 says, Now, if we be dead with the Messiah, or since we have been died with the Messiah, we believe that we should also live with him. And so it put us in a completely different sphere of life. If we are going to live with the Messiah, can you imagine what's going to happen for us in heaven? Do you know what's going to happen in heaven? Have you ever thought about it? In heaven we are no longer going to sin, no darkness, no sadness, no sorrow, no separation, no evil, no nothing. You know, somebody said to me the other day, when I talked to him about the gospel, he says, well, I told him, I'm so tired of all the fighting and fighting everywhere. He says, well, if people will not fight, it's going to be boring. So I told him, believe me, I prefer to be bored. I'm tired of all this fighting, if it's not fighting among the believers, if it's not fighting among the country people, if it's not fighting among husbands and wives and children and parents and friends are fighting. All over is fighting. Well, let me tell you, make me bored. I wish I will be bored and stop the fighting myself. That's the lesson, you see, what we learn. We learn here that we have entered into a different sphere of life and union with the Messiah deliver us from sin's power. And therefore, he says, if we are dead with the Messiah, we believe also that we are going to live with him. What a joy it will be to live with him. What a joy it will be to be with him, to be with somebody that only wishes good for you, only want to bless you. Only want to give you, and help you, and support you, and encourage you, and give you joy in your life. That's what's going to happen when we are going to live with Him. Read Revelation 21 and 22 when you have a chance. The eternal order, what a beautiful thing that will be. You never have to be afraid anymore. Nothing but joy and blessing. So he's telling them, listen, union with the Messiah, deliver us from sin's power. We are completely in a different sphere. And sin has no longer power over us because we are going to be with him. We are going to be living with him. In verse 9, he tells us that Messiah rose from the dead and the death have no power over him. You see, in verse 9, it says, Knowing that, here is the third time the word knowing, Knowing that the Messiah being raised from the dead, He dies no more. Death has no more dominion over Him. You see, why people are afraid to die today? Why are they afraid to die? You know why are they are afraid to die? Because they do not know what's going to happen beyond death. And they know very well that they're going to have to stand before a holy God who will have to send them to eternal separation from him because they did not deal with the question of sin in their lives. For the believer, we might not necessarily look forward in a sense for death, but we know on the basis of the word of God that death become a servant to assure the believer to the presence of God. And that the Messiah, when he died, he died only once for sin, that the believer will have no longer fear of death, and death have no longer power over him. And therefore death has no longer power over the believer, over the Christian, over the Messiah follower. Clearly, knowing that the Messiah being raised from the dead, he died no more, and death has no more dominion over him. He died once, He died no more, He will never die again. He rose and death has no more dominion over Him. And therefore the Messiah rose from the dead and death have no more power over Him. And therefore death have no more power over those who have trusted in Him. And then the last verse here in verse 10, The Messiah died only once and we were once justified because of what He has done for us. For in that he died, verse 10, he died unto sin one time, once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. And that's what happened. When a Messiah died, he died once. And when he lived, he lives unto God. And because we belong to him, we also live unto God. There's a verse in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14. It says, for by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. When he died once, he set us apart for God. And therefore, you see, we have entered into a complete sphere of life, so we are no longer to be servant to sins. And servant, like he's a master, telling us, do it again, do it again, go astray, do this and do this, which is not honoring to the Lord. And we learn here that, no, we are no longer to be servants to sin. And if we do sin, it's not something we do habitually, continually, willfully. We do sin if when we sin, we confess it before the Lord and we ask the Lord to help us to live a life that is pleasing unto Him. So we talked about those ten verses. Knowing. Two things that a believer needs to know. Number one, to know that we died to sin. The believer died to sin number two to know that a believer should no longer serve sin sin is no longer to be our master but the messiah is to be our master now quickly for one more verse allow me to speak about verse 11 please and in verse 11 we are shifting from knowing in our mind to reckoning or counting it to be so in our hearts and so in verse 11, i read this verse as well, Romans chapter 6 in verse 11, the believer is now to reckon or to count it to be true, to consider the fact to be true that he died as true, to consider it, to reckon it true, not only to know it in your head, but now to consider it in your heart. And let me read this verse 11 of Romans chapter 6. Likewise, just like you are to know, verses 1 to 10, likewise reckon or take it into account practically in your heart. Practically consider to reckon it also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Yeshua the Messiah our Lord. We are to reckon ourselves dead to sin when we respond to temptation as dead men would respond. You know, when temptation comes, and they come, oh boy, they do come. Satan will not going to leave us for a moment. The world will not leave us for a moment. The flesh, the old man, will not leave us for a moment. But yet, we are to reckon, we are to count it true, we are to consider it, we are to respond, to consider true that we are died, we are dead unto sin, and when temptation comes our way, we are to respond to it the same way that person will respond to temptation. What a dead person will do when temptation comes? He will not answer it. He will not respond to it. His heart will not long after those temptations. Now, this is a real challenge, brothers and sisters. This is a real challenge. And we know that we fail tremendously when we think about these reckoning it true. We know it in our head now that we learn in those first 10 verses of Romans chapter 6. Now, none of us can say, I do not know, according to the word of God. We all know that we die to sin and that we are no longer to serve sin. We know it right now. All of us who have heard this message know it. But the second part, is not to bring it down from your head to your heart. And there is what we are exhorted here in verse 11. Take it into account on a regular basis that you are yourself being dead unto sin. You died to sin, but alive unto God through Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. You notice the contrast? Dead and alive. Dead to sin, alive to the Messiah. That's what we are to reckon. Every day, every time we are facing with temptation and challenges, we are to reckon it, to consider it. Lord, I am not going to go ahead in that direction because I died to sin. But not only did I die to sin, I live for the Messiah. How would he want me to live? How would he want me to behave in this particular situation? That is where we often fail, is where we, for a moment, Say, ah, Lord, it's okay. I know you are forgiven, Lord. I know you are loving, Lord. I know that your grace abounds. And so what we do, we allow ourselves to respond to temptations, which end up leading us to fall and to sin. And instead of living a life that is pleasing to the Lord, we end up dishonoring Him and not honoring Him and yet he desires to see in our lives a life that is pleasing unto him. So this is something we should not only know in our head, but we should really, with our hearts, with the help of the Spirit of God, ask him to help us to reckon this true that we died, and to live, to reckon this true that we are alive, we are to live for our blessed Lord Yeshua the Messiah. So this is verse 11, Reckon. Lord willing, in our next meeting, we're going to move down from verse 12 to the end of the chapter, and we will deal not so much with the head, knowing, not so much with the heart, reckoning, but with the will, our own will, that which is very important for us, and that's where we need to yield. That's where the word yielding will come before us uh, vividly. Well, may the Lord bless to our thoughts, and I hope I was clear May the Lord help us so we will, by His grace, with His help, will be able to live for Him a life that is pleasing to Him.
0: You have been listening to The Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's Word from a Hebrew messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit HolyScripturesAndIsrael.com God bless you. Shalom, shalom.